0: Chapter Thirty-One of the Lark by Inezbud. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The last chapter divides itself naturally, like an old-fashioned sermon, into four headings and a conclusion. And before entering on the first section, I must premise that the seventh of October was a day of days, a day when Spanish castles came thundering down to dust when new aladdin palaces reared their stately domes and minarets as it were between tea and dinner a day when truths were told and secrets revealed when new adventures entered on old enterprises and when in fact the world of cedar court was caught up shaken in a bag and tumbled out again or if you prefer the image fate weary of the consistent good luck of jane and lucilla gave a sharp jerk to the kaleidoscope and behold the entire pattern was transformed first came the affair of the thorntons they had been out to a concert the night before had said they might be late or might stay away all night they had stayed away all night nor did they return next morning mr toombs on the other hand contrary to his usual custom did stay at home he escorted lucilla on her flower gatherings and listened kindly to her wonders as to what had become of the thorntons i hope they won't stay away two nights said lucilla we wanted to have another little dance mr toombs owned that dancing was delightful and asked for the first waltz he stayed with lucilla while she arranged flowers in the shop it was gladys's day off miss antrobus devoted herself wholly to jane who found it interesting to explore the mind of a young woman so different from herself and lucilla i wonder miss antrobus said after a long talk about the aims of art and about life being real life being earnest i wonder whether you'd let the other cottage to me the one mr dix doesn't have Oh said jane quite hurt by this sudden defection of a new-found friend and always satisfactory p g aren't you happy with us i'm sure i should be very happy said miss antrobus but one never knows what may turn up and even if i stayed here i should like to have the cottage and to pay rent for it of course would thirty shillings a week i should think so said jane forlornly but your going will rather break up the happy home won't it how nice of you to say that but it won't really and i want to go in for gardening and living the simple life meeting just before luncheon jane and lucilla compared notes i feel as if i were being chaperoned by mr Tombs," said lucilla you're right said jane with sudden conviction that's what miss antrobus has been doing to me they were all together in the drawing-room and the thorntons still hadn't come when the blow fell forbes looking thoroughly scandalized announced the police inspector please ma'am to see the lady of the house and before she could back out of the room the inspector had squeezed himself past her into it sorry to inconvenience you miss he said breathing heavily but from information received i understand there's three parties under the name of thornton living here yes said jane well miss the fact is they are wanted i should wish to break it gently but the fact is there have been a lot of burglaries and i'm very sorry it should happen to friends of yours but i'm sure you're innocent as the lamb unborn miss of course we are said lucilla impatiently and so are the thorntons there was a burglar here a few days ago but he didn't take anything and mr thornton let him go that is so inspector Mr. Toombs confirmed the statement, while Jane looked reproachful and Miss Antrobus sympathetic. "That may be, sir," said the policeman. "Birds of a feather would naturally assist each other, even when swell cracksmen as these Thornton's certainly are." "Very sorry for unpleasantness, Miss," but I've got the warrants both for arrest and search. "They aren't here," said Jane but their apartments are said the large policeman perhaps the gentleman would show us the way one room kept locked i dare say we shall find a way to deal with that excuse me ladies well there was no doubt about it the charming thorntons so kind so considerate so well read so accomplished had been just burglars well not just burglars they had been other things as well as jane and lucilla insisted on remembering they had used the cases of cello and violin and double bass to carry their booty into the house and the locked room to conceal it in the police had quite a rich harvest in the things the thorntons had had to leave behind they had not been able to take away all their plunder but they had taken themselves away quite successfully to the secret joy of lucilla and jane but it's horrible said lucilla to mr toombs pacing distracted in the garden i shall never believe in any one again and what will become of them and what will become of them they're sure to be caught some time even if they get away safely this time well said mr toombs pulling his moustache the fact is can you keep a secret yes if i want to said lucilla making a sound distinction well i don't think they will be caught they've got enough money to get away by different routes and they're frightfully clever at disguises they'll meet again in rhodesia and i've given them a letter to a chap i know he'll put them into something they'll be all right lucilla turned and caught him by the arms just above the elbow you're an angel she said shaking him gently i didn't know men could be so sensible why any girl could see they weren't the sort of people to be burglars unless they couldn't possibly help it why we might any of us have been driven to it only we have been so lucky yes said mr toombs that's what i said to myself there but for the grace of god goes little arthur he took off the blue spectacles and looked at her why you're that chauffeur said lucilla and she sat down suddenly on a stump i am said he and i am also arthur pantin your defaulting trustee and guilty guardian that's a secret you really must keep i made quite a lot of money in a very short time in south africa and i'm going back to make some more but i had to come and see that you were all right i had you both so horribly on my conscience but now i see that you are all right i must be off to make some more money so as to pay all the people i owe money to and be something like an honest chap again i won't tell anyone not even jane said lucilla earnestly mind you don't said he and now i'm off my bag is packed and my bark is on the shore and the taxi is on its way to fetch me away from cedar court and from you haven't you a kind word to say to me before i go lucilla tried vainly for a kind word i think you look awfully nice without your spectacles was the best she could do i shall look much nicer when i come back to whitewash myself pay all my creditors you know you'll be glad to see me then oh yes said lucilla then good-bye guardians don't count said mr Dooms, and the next moment lucilla was watching his tweed back disappearing in the shrubbery and realizing that she had again been kissed and this time not on her hand that was thirdly fourthly occurred after a breathless tea where the thorntons had been talked over very gently and mr toome's sudden departure had been attributed by miss antrobus to an objection natural in a shy man to being mixed up with such a shady business as a house where burglars were harboured presently miss antrobus withdrew to inspect the cottage lucilla and jane had hardly exchanged three words before john rochester burst in upon them with fourthly and fourthly really was a facer he came in with a letter in his hand, and he did not say good afternoon or how do you do or any of the things that one does say when there is nothing the matter. He was very pale, not at all a becoming pallor, Lucilla thought, and he said straightway, like that, "Look here, that uncle of mine, not dead," said Jane. "No, I wish he, no, of course I don't mean that, but he oughtn't to be at large." at least he oughtn't to be trusted with houses he doesn't know when they're well off he's going to turn us out said jane oh i knew it was all too good to last i told lucy so didn't i lucy only out of cedar court said rochester just the house you can still have the garden and the garden room and the stables and cottages he's lent the house now to a theosophist brotherhood it's exactly like him, and he's somewhere in Tibet himself, so I can't reason with him. Oh, well, said Jane slowly, we've had a lovely time. We shall have to go back to Hope Cottage, that's all. I suppose it will be a lark going back to the dear little house. She cast one glance round the room and fled, to collapse in tears on the stairs. Lucilla remained. I think it's a great deal too bad she said why let us have it at all ah why said rochester but all's not lost yet i believe really you'll do better without the paying guests they're such an awful risk aren't they i say do do be an angel and send jane to the library for something i must see her alone do 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 but when she found jane in tears on the stairs it seemed better to lucilla that mr rochester himself should persuade her to the library if he wanted her there lucilla herself trailed miserably after miss antrobus sympathy from someone she must have about cedar court nobody wanted lucilla in libraries the two who might have wanted her had both gone over the seas and ho but it was a cold world but miss antrobus was full of plans as well as of sympathy the three girls could all live in the cottage it would be great fun and not nearly so trying to the nerves as the responsibility of a big house they sat on the edge of the sink in the bare kitchen of the large cottage and laid the foundation of sober spanish cottages and rochester had taken jane's wet hands and pulled them from her face and put his arm round her and taken her into the library and shut the door jane instantly buried her face against a leather sofa cushion don't cry jane he said don't cry don't you haven't really lost anything that matters you've got lucilla and you've got gladys and you've got dix the super gardener and Miss Antrobus, who really isn't half a bad sort. And you've got me, Jane, if you'll have me. Oh, don't, said Jane, with her face in the sofa cushion. Oh, I wish you wouldn't. Don't you like me to hold your poor little cold hands? But let me hold them just a minute, Jane. You know, when you tried that charm on St. John's Eve, and lighted the candles and wore the wreath of yellow flowers and said the spell and said let me now my true love see yes said jane suddenly sitting up and looking at him with red-rimmed eyes i suppose lucilla has been chattering silly goose what did you see never mind said jane no but do do tell me darling jane i saw you said jane at bay and that's why i can't let you hold my hands or or hold my hands i can't have anything to do with you it's not right it's uncanny it says in the bible thou shalt not suffer a witch to live it was witchcraft and i saw your face i don't know how you guessed it but i did see you a sort of vision of you your face seemed to be suspended about a yard from the ground the rest of you wasn't there and i thought about it and thought about it and of course it was magic and most awfully wrong and if i were to to let you call me jane and all that it would be going on with the wrongness there wasn't any magic at all about it he said slowly you saw me because i was there stooping down peering through the bushes to see what the lights were at that hour in that lonely wood it was just flesh and blood me not a vision at all it wasn't magic but accident the most blessed accident that ever really truly it wasn't a vision you were there your real self my real self said rochester oh dear said jane on a deep breath of relief how perfectly splendid i do wish i'd known before though she faced him with her own inimitable look of elfish mischief and innocent candor do you mean oh jane i may call you jane yes if you want to and i may hold your hands you've been holding them all the time said jane and you don't ask any more questions she said jumping up let me go and wash my face and do my hair jane do you love me you'll marry me not for ever so long said jane i've got to make my way in the world first she got her hands away and reached the door but he caught her there jane darling just one only one not with this dirty face said jane firmly oh i say which is the secret door the secret door oh we've got that open now and this door too said jane opening it and fled at the stair-foot she collided with lucilla who looked from her to rochester and said oh yes said rochester end of chapter 31 end of the lark by e. Nesbit.